0: For that you know. specifically, you know. I wanted to say, are the producers making them ask questions? Because her questions just be <laughs> very much a bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Like they just <laughs> Not a bibbidi bobbidi <bimbity-bubbity-boo. laughs> I feel like it's like, that's how I feel like they come. I just feel like they're just so, mis I don't know, misplaced. It's the older sister, Nikki. I'm the younger sister, Jackie. This is our channel, Relax, Relate, Debris. Debris. And we're about to get into, you know, one of our favorite shows, Married at First Sight. But this is just a fun channel where we are two real life sisters that have a typical sister conversation where we discuss life events, real life events, things that are going on. Um, And then in our current uh, series that we're doing right now, we are reviewing Married at First Sight. Season sixteen, woo woo woo. Now, Mary at first sight is in Nashville, Tennessee, and I would like to take a moment out to um, acknowledge what has happened in this past week with the um, school shooting, um, the people that lost their lives, and just want you to know that we're praying for you and that our thoughts yeah. are with you um, and your family. It's such a tragic thing, and um, and it's just it's very sad, and you know to keep hearing of young children that just want to go to school and learn and, Mm -hmm. you know, be with their friends, Um, not coming home. I can't imagine neither one of us are parents, so we don't have any children in school. I can't imagine for those of you that do, um, for those of you that happen to run across this page, just want you to know that we're praying for you guys and your children. With that being said, we're going to get into our review of this week's episode, Married at First Sight, episode 12 maybe 13 no 13 you're right (laughs) episode 13 um and so in this episode we just you know are seeing the um couples uh still going through the process of trying to figure out whether they want to be together or not what things they like about each other and just introducing some things about each other um more that they're learning i want to get into jasmine and Eris. Mm -hmm. okay I'm gonna jump in the fire and get in the jasmine and Eris. I I feel like Eris is trying. He is trying to. Um, I think he saw the error of his ways and that he is trying. And his feelings is oh. getting hurt. His feelings is getting hurt because Jasmine is giving. I'm not I'm not about to open up. I'm not about to open up myself to you. And um, yeah. and and she talks to her friend and she's basically letting her friend know, like you know listen when I came into this process I was very excited I thought he was cute and attractive mm-hmm. that's what attracted me to him so I was like very interested in getting to know him even more and I felt as, as time went on and my little parade got dampered on because we of course you we know we've been watching he's been dampering mm-hmm. on her parade by saying that he doesn't want her she basically now is on that other side of saying guess what I just have no more energy and no more time for this like I'm trying I'm trying, but it's just I, now I'm nervous and do not want to open up my heart because I'm in fear of getting hurt, which is a real feeling. It's a real feeling. Mm-hmm. And, um, we see Daryl heiress Ar- there. He's trying to dig into, you know, his feelings bag. They had to write letters to each other. She no, was, to their younger self. To their younger self. I'm sorry. Right. They had to write letters to their younger self. She still wasn't giving no energy. Like he gave this, um, this uh his letter you know he was writing to himself and then just like you know encouraging himself as far as you know being younger and, and having having experienced things of the loss mm-hmm. of his dad and and moving from city to city or whatnot and um when she read her letter it was you know she she talked about being bullied being bullied at a young age and mm-hmm. so just trying to encourage herself to say listen you're gonna be out um okay but there still wasn't like that. I think when the experts give that, they try to make them like kind of go like deep and like reach back and say something so that it can spark conversation. And it was just like, yeah, I don't have energy for all that, So it's a no. Um. So what's your thoughts? Ain't that just how it go? As soon as you back up and you don't want them and they come around trying to act like, my God today. Well, let me say this about eras number one eras mentioned on here that when he was talking to his or that he had been talking to his therapist and his therapist was trying to get to the root of why he always feels the need like he has to go he has to run he hasn't really had anything stable that has ever kept him in place Mm -hmm. i i want to say this because i know that i have been tough on eras and as i was watching this is what i do this is what i do want to be clear on that I'm not sure if I've been clear on. Yeah. I believe Eris's stor- story. I don't want to say it like that. I believe his experiences are real. Mm-hmm. I believe that they those things happened. They have cultivated him to, or they have shaped him to how he sees certain things, how he handles certain things. Eris um, has been through some stuff. He's 39. He's lost. A lot of people around him, he's had to move a lot. He's been raised by his mom. Um, he never quite, you know, got his his footing into, uh, you know, stability and feeling secure and feeling this and that. And I don't mean like secure. I just mean like in, in life. He's always had to be on the go, moving. So he's always ready to get out. He mentioned that people that be in relationships that they know they don't belong in, he doesn't understand why they stay in it because for him, it's easy for him to just exit. Um, one, I want to commend Eris on either at one point going to therapy or even if he is currently in therapy. Right. Um, I think, cause I, I don't know if he's mentioned that before, but that was the first time that I heard it and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. um, but with all, of, all of the, the knowledge and the deep looking in that he's getting, what I want from, what I want to know from Eris is, is that I understand how he is. Um, I understand how certain things in life has shaped him to feel the way that he has to feel. So I have a question for Eris, And what I want to know is out of all of the learning that he's done of him trying not to repeat his past mistakes, how does he see his future with all of that now in play? Mm, Good, good, good question. Um, And I'm talking about specifically with Jasmine Mm -hmm. having the, you know, having to deal with what you've dealt with um, going and getting, you know, the license therapy and help and all of that on it. Now you have the tools to be able to handle and do things differently. And so my question is, I'm not looking for you to say, you know, you know, you know, absolutely me and Jasmine are going to be together forever. I understand that you're still dating in your marriage, which, you know, goes on forever, but you know, this is very new. But my question to Eris is with all of the, knowledge that he's bringing and all of the the vulnerability that he is providing to Jasmine I will give him that he has been given her vulnerability yes. I want to know what is his plan with all of the tools and the knowledge that he's been given moving forward mm-hmm. and I also want Eris to understand that I understand that Jasmine has shut down right because there is only so much that we can take before her she even said it so sometimes she feels like they're going in the right direction and then other times she feels like okay well you feel like you can get out at any moment and i didn't see the whole after show i just saw a little bit of the after show mm-hmm. and he Napoleon mentioned or nicole child nicole was on there okay nicole mentioned usual <laughs> nicole mentioned that she thinks that what jasmine heard versus what he was saying versus what eris was saying was not the same so he was saying like this is what he's accustomed to this is what he's used to and it seemed like jasmine heard okay well he wants to get out okay two things can be true what he was saying and what was heard Can be true because what Jasmine is correlating her feelings to is what Aris had said and shown to her. Mm -hmm. Right. right. That's what she's correlating her feelings So if it's not what he said, Aris in this position, if he is truly, or Aris, if he is truly trying to pivot this and actually put his all in all into it, he now has to kind of undo the wrong and he has to say things that make her feel secure about a future together. And while he's vulnerable, he's emotional, he's vulnerable, he's providing all of that, he's still not giving her the security in who she is as his wife. And I think that because of the things that he has said before, and because of the things that, you know, have transpired, I'm I'm talking about all the way back to the honeymoon. Right. All the way back to then. I think because of, you know, there's been a couple of weeks of that, it's now at a point where opening up emotionally vulnerable is going to also require you to undo some of the damage that you have done where it comes to how you felt about your wife. Right. And I mean, like saying it and showing it. Yeah. 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 That's how are in Eris. In and yeah. they met up with Shaquille and Kirsten. Mm-hmm. we we'll talk about them later. <laughs> I know, I know. And um, they had, like, a fun, like, it wasn't paintballing. It was, like, a fun, like, I don't know, tag. Nerf Nerf guns. Nerf Nerf guns. Yeah. Uh, Which was nice. And I'm gonna tell you, I would give Shaquille, and I even said this. They're trying to edit it like he was flirting with Jasmine. He was not. He was not. Yes, was we not. got confirmation. I don't know and if I said that. And they even said that on that the after show. They were like, you know, viewers were saying that this was flirting. You are right about the after show, and somebody commented on our video before, and I agree with you. Um, you know, to the person that commented, thank you. But they said that a lot of times the after show tries to just dis- tries to alter the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something to think about and you had mentioned that before like how are y'all getting comments when you've already recorded this so they was like uh people were Hello. saying like, it seemed like Shaquille was flirting I was like how well, we just saw this what and people, he wasn't, what he people? wasn't flirting <laughs> so I'm like people have said that based off of what based off of um a preview that they were shown Because when you watch it, Shaquille was not flirting and what he was doing. And thank you, Shaquille. I appreciate his conversation with Jasmine. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how much he knows. I don't know what their entire conversation consisted of. But by the end, Shaquille, a Black brother, was lifting up Jasmine to let her know that as a Black woman, that she is beautiful on the inside and out. And she has to know what she wants and what she wants she is deserving of and she will have. So Shaquille was actually having a very nice conversation with Jasmine in regards to her. And I believe that he was lifting her up and I can appreciate that because the reality of it is, is that even though Eris is trying, he's done a lot of, not, not maliciously, but he has done some tearing her down. Yep. And that's the important thing to remember here. Like any, in any type of relationship that you're in, if someone's constantly tearing you down and then they take a pivot and they turn and they try to like, it takes a lot of work work even on your part, so the person that has been torn down, you know, you've got to rebuild trust. You've yeah. got to look and evaluate. That's why I believe Shaq was trying to, and Shaquille was trying to encourage her to say, find out what it is that you truly yes. want. You know, and I mean, honestly, if you find in the end that this is not what you want. You don't want to go through the experiment anymore, experiment anymore. That's okay too, because you actually have a right. We all have a right. I thought something was very, uh, that Eris brought out that was very important was that our young black boys are not told to have feelings or not taught how to express their feelings. And so when they become adults, and I have this conversation with one of my friends all the time, and we talk about guys that don't have, Young guys, you know, when they're younger, especially black boys, or um, young, yeah, young black boys, that you know, yeah. you're taught to, like if you fall, get up. You know, like in that moment, that hurt. You can cry. It's okay to cry, but it's like no, toughen up. And it's always like be so tough, so tough, so tough. And then when they become adults, and they're just like not emotionless. They don't really get in a bunch of stuff. They don't really talk about stuff. And then it's us, the women who have been taught you know that it's okay to cry about stuff it's okay to be sensitive and then when we want to have like dialogue and conversation that's Mm -hmm. where we get friction because it's like I wasn't taught I'm I'm not I'm not used to that and so you know shout out to the men who have done the work for themselves and realized like hey you know I'm tapped into their emotions Mm -hmm. and um but I thought that was a really good point that Eris had brought out, you know, you know, that's probably part of the reason too, why he's able to just get up and run. Right. I don't have yeah. to be attached. I, I'm not, I'm not been taught to be attached to anything. And, and that if something's not right, like, Hey, I'm just going to jump out. Like why stay in this relationship? It doesn't serve me any purpose. Why? And you know, which case is good and it's bad sometimes. Cause sometimes you, you can prematurely leave something, um, but I do think that Jasmine now and this just needs to take the time to say whether or not she wants to, you know, remain in this experiment. But for me, you know, it's a both, both of a decline. They're not gonna make it. <laughs> Yes. I just think that I just, you know, Eris, I believe the experiences are real. Mm-hmm. I would like to know how move how that looks moving forward and right. if you're willing to do things differently for someone else. Right. Right. Declined. before we move on i want to say that you know in nehemiah said we so we built the wall and i want you guys to see the wall i built no no <laughs> no nope. we're not available for that get somebody else to do it that was not the wall that nehemiah was talking about and the people had a mind to work and if you think thumbtacking that Hi. paper up there was the work oh no it's not no thumbtacks up here don't don't try to play uh, it's, it's sweat and tears that got this wall up, and I just want to you say, acting like you put that up brick by brick and then painted it <laughs> It's. This. it's this. I'm I'm just going to humble myself because I know what I did. Um, <laughs> I'm humble you, the lying about that wall. We're moving into the next couple. <laughs> Our next couple—is it any couple that's lying? Because that's the. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, it is Nicole and Chris. <laughs> liar. Well, I'm just saying. When I was taking my notes, and I, and she was talking, so. <laughs> She talked about, you know, of course, her younger self and, you know, how she always Again. Had the need for attention and which came from her parents because they always gave her the attention and that so any anybody, whether it's her parents or anybody that she's friendship with relationship with she always wants the attention because she was born to have the attention and when her parents kind of sort of weren't paying attention to her and kind of her teenage years she said she had a lying problem and she was always going to confession saying I lied again so when you ask me the question hey she said it not me so she talked about her lying When she was a teenager. When she was a teenager, <laughs> <Okay>. yes. <laughs> For clarity, when she was a teenager. And it kind of got her in a lot of trouble because she was kind of in, uh, in a, you know, found herself in a lot of things, trying to get approval from people constantly, you know, mm-hmm. wanting people to like you, going to high school. You know, we've all been there. You want to be a part of the cool crowd, want to want the games to like you. And she just found herself in some situations that, You know, had you know, maybe her parents asked a little bit more questions or been a little bit more indulged, Mm -hmm. and really finding out what was going on with her, they could have helped her through that period of time. And so, you know, we just hear about that part of her life and how that kind of helped shape[s] her and how she had to come to the recognition that you can't go through life lying. The realization. Yeah, Yeah, the realization. What did I say? The recognition. (laughs) What we're not gonna do is start getting people to come. We know we know grammar. Go ahead, it's okay, okay ahead. right? Right, right. Um, recognizing the, the realization of you know that you can't go around lying all the time, that you so. tired from that wall. That's what I was going to say, and I'm just gonna go ahead and say, I didn't build this, y'all knew that. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, um, and then they both wrote letters to their younger selves as well. And Chris talked about not having a good relationship with Well, did he say that in his letter? Yes. No.
1: No, he, he said, was just saying uh, in
0: general, in conversation, he talked about not having a... He didn't like working with his dad. <laughs> so he didn't, he didn't feel like his dad was very loving when he was working with them. And it's probably because, you know, the dad had on the working hat and, you know, he wanted a father in some moment and the dad wasn't trying to give him that. But you know, he talked about how this experience before, prior to, like, his dad offered to watch his dog one time, and that kind of, like, opened the door for them to have a better relationship, and um, <laughs> and then when they came on to the, uh, when he came to do the experiment and meeting Nicole, and she was very, like, do you mind if I call you mom and dad? Like, you know, I'm calling you mom and dad, like, like initially meeting them and like they were very open to it and he said like even in the process his dad has been very supportive of him and so Mm -hmm. he got to see another side of his dad so the thing I like about this um was that we got to see like more we got to hear more from Chris more of a background more of how he grew up and um more of you know what shaped him and you know the fact that he he didn't have the the relationship he thought he, you know, he initially or wanted to have with his father, but how he was able to navigate that and he, how, how he is still yet building that relationship with his father. I mean, Kristen Nicole kind of, I, I hate to say, it, but give the same thing every week. She also said to him, you know, now that, you know, so I, now I understand like why she's always like telling people what to do or kind of like, she wants the attention. So now they're in the house and she's like, yeah. So what did you um think about after everything that I told you? Oh, for that you know. specifically, you know. I wanted to say: Are the producers making them ask questions? Because her questions just be <laughs> very much a bibbity bobbity boo, like they just <laughs> not a bimbi bobbity. <laughs> I feel like it's like that's how I feel like they come. I just feel like they're just so mis—I don't know—misplaced. I don't know. You you can go ahead with your review of them. That's that's all. But I was guess. just okay. Well that was one piece I was gonna say. I feel like are they being like forced to recount, like, you know, hey, you guys are gonna hang out tonight and make sure you ask him about like I don't know, or start up a conversation about because that's how it feels it feels like they could be having the best time and then she's like so <laughs> dun, 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 dun. We need to discuss what are you going to tell me on decision day it's like no no we don't that's not what we're doing we're, we're we're literally in the moment right now getting to know each other and being with each other and all of this stuff. and she'd be like and like so i feel like it like literally ruins it but i want to say that Where it comes to Chris, he took her to a paint shop and then that's where he opened up about his dad owning a painting business. And the stuff that he was going through with his dad and just not always feeling like his dad um, was the best verbally to them. He never, he just said that his dad didn't necessarily talk to them the best and you could feel like you were doing your all and the dad was still giving them a hard time for what they were doing as far as the work was concerned. Mm -hmm. So from that and how he felt from that, he developed a certain type of resentment towards his dad. But I think that that is where Chris picked up. First of all, Chris explaining all of this about his dad, the way that his dad showed up back on wedding day to know that this is what's going on. (laughs) interesting didn't get that <laughs> did not get that at all so i was surprised and he, he was like yeah you know he was nice to you on wedding day i was like chris didn't get that and he was very much like oh, i would love if you call me dad so i'm thinking first of all i thought his parents were still together they're not no oh oh correct me if i'm wrong y'all My i don't, no. sure. maybe they're not i maybe they're not i don't because she said to him like you would have thought that your parents were still together, the way that y'all are so loving and just oh, like come together. Yeah, right, right. I right. was like, they're not? I didn't know they <laughs> weren't together. I didn't know. I was like, if Facade was a person, no, and maybe they just know how to, you know, be cohesive mm-hmm. even in the midst of not being together, or whatever. So I was surprised to hear that too. But I felt like when Chris was explaining the story and how his dad made him felt, I feel like Chris goes out of his way not to make people feel the way that he felt. Right. And I think that that's where people kind of loop him into being, um, a pushover or a people pleaser, or blah, 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 whatever. And maybe he has kind of walked into that, but I feel like that's where he gets it from. I feel like he really tries to be cautious and conscious of how he's making people feel because he knows what it was like coming up and how his dad actually made him feel, even when he was really doing his hardest and really trying to do the most for him. And Chris and this dog, The way he told that story, he's like, because Coda is my baby. You know, she's first and foremost. She's we got it. We got it, Chris. We got it. About the dog. Um, Other pet lovers understand where he's coming from. Sure. Neither one of us have pets, so. I love pets, though, but but I actually love pets. So pet lovers are all, I believe we're all on different levels. (laughs) I believe there's levels to pet loving because I love people's dogs. I love, people, you know, well, cats I'm allergic to, but like, but I want to see people's fish living. You know, do you need me to feed your fish? I'm here for the animals. I want to see fish living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fight the fish. I, mean, I mean, like I'm, people are going too far having iguanas and, you know, the big snakes and stuff. Now that I'm not a lover of. Right, right. But like, if you have a pet, I'm here to help you with, with the pet. I want to take care of the pet. I find that they're sweet. I'm actually not... I talk to people about their animals even here in my building i'm like oh what's your dog's name you know whatever but like we got it he but he uh whatever and that's besides the point but he was really like this is my that was my baby and you know that was the first thing but because of how he feels about coda cody whatever the dog's name is um when his dad stepped stepped in to help him because once again Coda had to go somewhere he probably had another condition like he did the first time <laughs> and his dad stepped in to help him. Um, I was happy to hear that 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 like you know started like the repair in their relationship and hopefully right. like I hope that he's been able to express to his dad maybe some of the things that his dad didn't realize had such an impact on him. Um, I hope that he was able to express that. But I feel like from that I learned. I could be wrong. I don't know Chris personally. But I feel like I learned that maybe that's where that comes from, where he's always trying to just be conscious of how people feel, what he's saying, what he's doing. I don't think I think that he tries to steer away from that confrontational based off of what he went through with his dad. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that was like, oh, OK, that was like a little bit of a learning thing with him. I still think that he's great. I still don't find him to be. um like a pushover or anything like that like he keeps kind of getting the name for I don't really see all of that um and you know Nicole kind of told the story that her dad told so we already knew that (laughs) like we knew that you was like you know wild and doing your thing right right her dad said that last week so Mm. I was just like okay um I did think that it was just my last point on them. I do think that they are going to make it, but I did think that it was cute when they were doing the painting and she wanted to be like real corny and put on a mustache and talk in a French accent. That's her and that's her personality. And I did think that it was cute that he entertained it with her. He made her feel comfortable because she even mentioned like, that's just me. That's just like something. And we all have like little like quirks and stupid things that we like to do. Yeah. And so it's really nice when your partner doesn't be like, what are you doing? Stop it. Kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of like understands like you know what I mean? like it's like having like a dork for a husband like you know what i mean he may come to you and have like i don't know pokemon cards and you have to be like oh, okay because that's something that he's into and not make them feel like you know yeah. not make them feel away for something that they like or who they are and so that goofy side of her and wanting to do like a fake accent while they were painting it was just all in fun for her and chris just went right along with it and i thought that was cute and i felt like she there was a good point for her to feel like safe with him there. Right. And uh, the only thing I'll say my last point about them is I just want her to get out of her head like stop focusing on the negative. Like I know we could be something and have something but I know like you know we don't be together. Like don't worry about that. You know what I mean? Be right, right. in the moment. And like I understand nobody wants to be hurt. Nobody wants to build a life with somebody only for it not to, to last. And we see right. people all over the place nowadays that, you know, have gotten married, been together for years, and all of a sudden divorced and, um, which is unfortunate, but you know, if you folk keep focusing on that, you will never fully like, although she says like, no, I do enjoy the happy moments or I, you know, the majority of our time is happy. There still is that in my subconscious, get that out your subconscious. You know, because that, to me, I feel like that will just eat away at you. And then you'll always be asking him, is everything okay? And, uh, you know, you'll always be scared. And like I said, fear that he'll walk away. Like, you don't want to, I don't think that it's healthy to be in a relationship where you have that, where you have. So do you think that that's, see, I think that that is coming from her past. No, I do. I think I absolutely 100%. That's what I'm saying like, I want that to be one thing that she works on. Like she recognizes like, you know, I have this, this, but for me, if it was for me, for me, I wouldn't want to keep having that. I don't want to go into a relationship with all of the baggage and all of the things from my previous relationship saying that I've done the work only for it to show up again. Like, no, I want to be happy in this relationship. And, you know, he's, Chris seems to be a great partner for her and that they can build, they have something that they can build here. And, Mm-hmm. it's important that you know because there's already going to be things that obstacles that they're going to have to overcome as a couple anyway uh the, the the thoughts that you're having about the downfall of it you know will just only add to and not to me I don't think it will you know help in the long run but that's my opinion you No, know, that's how I feel I agree I think that continue to do the work on that so that you're not bringing so much of your past into your present And that you don't let your past come in so much that you ruin something in the present. So, So. Chris and Nicole are an (laughs) except. Yes, they are 100% (laughs) except. They just gotta, they just gotta, she's gotta, both of them just gotta come through a couple of things and figure it out. You know, figure it out. It can be done. On to our next couple. I'm gonna go with Gina and Clint. Oh, I don't have too much to say about them. Just friends, just kid. They just um, they just kicking it. <laughs> just kicking, kick kick night. But the whose song is that? Escape or SW? Escape. Oh. The fact that you sat up here and don't know now words and all friends. I like, love that song either way clint and gina is just going through the process as friends they you know (laughs) that's nice um i don't think either one of them won and came on the show to be a friend to you know to gain another friend you know clint seems to be a very personable person um so he doesn't seem like he has any problem gathering or being amongst friends she's very popular amongst her salon owners I thought they was employees. Well, I'm saying like, she made me around like other salon owners. Other salon owners, but she, the, the ladies that she had invited over to the house were her employees. Um, and it's just like, you know, I now I get it. I get when you accomplish something and, you know, we hear that you, in this episode, how she mentioned that she was in one, Um, I forget what she used to do, but she was in a different career no she had went to college i forget what she they psychology. were in a classroom well that was her hair school she just went back to the hair school oh yeah i need you to fool oh. this <laughs> was, oh. no so i forget what my she, bad. she used to be in a whole nother different profession and it's not a teacher got a degree for it and then decided that not what she wanted to do it was always in the back of her head she she always wanted to do hair and so she pivoted from it um from that and it's always commendable when you can be in a career and then kind of shift gears and it's you know it's a commendable thing because not everybody's willing to take that jump some people have stayed stuck in jobs for 40 50 60 years and things that they didn't want to do because they didn't jump out of what they got in you know we the millennial Era and the generation XZ on them. Don't nobody stay in no job long, long like that, you know, that when it's not satisfying to them. One thing I And you know about that. (laughs) Right? Uh (laughs) Yes, (laughs) ma'am. I was suspecting that, but I I can relate. Yes, I can. Uh, While we're putting it out there, I can relate. I myself, you know, from the time that I started working. has always made sure if this ain't it if it ain't serving the purpose if somebody's not doing if it ain't I had no problem giving in my two weeks um you know um always yeah. did it in order though I did give the two weeks but nowadays I'm I'm kind of like with other people if y'all firing in a days notice what y'all need two weeks for but I, not, I just know I won't do that now I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do that so and I like my job so uh, but uh, so Clint kind of had a similar thing, <laughs> similar thing with him as well, where he said that he was in, um, he was switched from pilot to tech. And, you know, um, so yep. they both have the same experience of going, you know, switching careers and like, okay, it's another thing we have in common. um, But still, like, I don't get a lot of depth from their conversations. I, I felt like Clint tried when he talked about playing soccer, but even I wasn't interested. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, if he was sitting there talking about it, I just was like, mm hmm. It's like, so you learned a lesson. Well, the gist of what he was trying to say was because his feet are so big, he wasn't, it wasn't as easy for him to kick the soccer ball as it was for the other kids. They're playing another sport, the Go ahead. No, but I like, but I understood that. And like, I mean, it was like, a, he was determined to get it. It was a determination that he has that he was just trying to say that just because, you know, he gets presented obstacles, he doesn't necessarily let those obstacles stop him stop him or deter them. And rather than giving up and saying, you know, this is like kinda not my thing, he worked at it until he perfected it. And which Gina did give him props for and saying, like, you know, you learned a lesson out, you know, you what we say, you turn made lemonade out of lemons. I don't know. Um <laughs> that's all I got the idea of them being so being at the soccer field and talking about his soccer experience as a child and mm-hmm. um the idea that all of these couples were supposed to be doing so even when chris took nicole to the paint shop and she took him to the deli uh they were supposed to be going back to things from their past and kind of right. letting their partner in in on things about their that past part. and chris not chris John, Clint um took to the soccer field and i guess he was letting her in on that story that we just talked about of him overcoming his big fee obstacle to to kick a soccer ball um to him that was i think that that's something that probably does you know something that still stays with him enough for him to decide that this is what he wanted to talk about but their energy together is very much like let me go show my friend something right uh, they have completely, completely decided to be friends and they are roommates. And even when she invites her friends over and like that was the one thing with this season with people that were kind of talk, like everyone was talking to like pe- people in their families, you know, whatever. It was just like I was tired of hearing people hype that person up like right. we got it it's like if you were on the show they're like this is your episode i'm supposed to come in and be like and what did my sister do and lord my sister you gotta know she I was like, okay. all right y'all we got it like you know that's nice don't say nothing bad but the realness in me was nicole's father last <laughs> all the mess. realty this girl was a mess you, <laughs> know? you understand? she talked back she had a lot of mouth Mm, mm, mm. Okay, now there we go. Um, I'm whistling my lips. But (laughs) 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 right now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mine were like really dry, but before we took a break. But um, I just think that they have truly settled into a friendship. It was nice of her co workers to come over and lift her up as a boss. That's nice. And Mm -hmm. she's so, she thinks she's not Mm -hmm. organized, but she really is organized. And you know, she does a great job with multitasking. She's able to do all these things. It's just Gina, Gina, Gina. It's just a wonderful salon owner. And was like, like hmm. you know what? We were <laughs> wondering that from the beginning if she was a salon owner, cause that's the only thing that she's been freaking saying. Uh, they have just totally settled into a friend zone and Gina is you know, still very focused on her salon and doing whatever. I also think that the premise of where they're coming from also has to do with attraction because I don't think Gina would be it has not and we are not going to say that it has anything to do with what Clint said about slender. What did he say? Athletic. Yeah, athletic. I think he said no. She didn't like him from the she didn't, she wasn't attracted to him from the jump. I feel like Gina the way I feel about Eris. I feel like she would be doing this experiment different regardless of her past and all these things. I feel like she would be doing it different if it was somebody that she was truly attracted to. And I just don't think that she's attracted to Clint. And when Clint made his comment, she was like, well, baby, you can't get up. And so she was able to get over that, as, you know, by being mature because, you know, she's 30 something year old adult. So she's just being mature. And they're able to, to me, I think that they were able to have a great friendship beyond this. So if anything, one thing Married at First Sight can do is they can bring out great marriages and great friendships. <laughs> well, she said that she see, you know, them having a marriage, but I don't know why she said that. Even when she said it, she was six feet apart from him. They were walking. They weren't even like you know how like if you're in like a field or something like you could like be holding hands and swinging hands with the person and just just yeah. something for a little <laughs> bit of a to the, like okay it's, they could be together. Mm, I and I never reached past that. <laughs> it's just so so dangerous. There's no glimpses. There's no hope. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Are, I think that they have just settled into a friendship with each other. I think Clint has settled into a friendship with her. Yes. I think that he has developed the largest bond with Hank, the dog. Mm-hmm. And I think that she has settled into a friendship with Clint. But as far as going beyond that, it's it's to me, it's not going to happen. A decline. It's decline. Not decline. It's, it's decline. not gonna happen. And I think they even talk like they mentioned it next week with the who was that? Who was that? Um, coming from next week. I don't know who that is? New expert.
1: New I'm expert.
0: Where did she coming from? So Devon Franklin really only had two episodes. I ain't gonna get into all that. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. So you said when he it, I felt like, oh, he's gonna be a new addition to the show. Devon, you was you had thirty four seconds on okay on oh, last season he didn't have like i'm thinking he's a new addition to the show and we haven't seen him since maybe it was a trial and it just didn't try out um but yeah you know how like they bring people on a try because they had actually had two new people and i don't even think that is that other lady didn't even come it not, hasn't shown either so it might not have worked <laughs> out and go on to the next one Mm-mm. The one that was, um, I know, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is, but so now they got this one coming out, and Clint and um, Clint said, I think that we both have a, we had. There's no type of attraction on either one of our parts. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Oh, and she's like, oh, well, you know, have you wanted to, you know, had the desire? Yeah, just not with her outside of the marriage. Yeah, they were like, yeah, outside of the marriage. Mm. So I was just like. Okay. As an expert, you hear what they're saying. At this point, we're several weeks in. We're actually coming to the conclusion. Yeah. Let's yeah. go ahead and let them dissolve the marriage. It's giving okay. the Dominique vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Had, they had three you know, they only have three more weeks left. You don't have to wait until decision day. We already know what it is. Oh, they only, only have three more weeks left? Yeah, that's what they said. They have oh. three more weeks left. So they're down to you know, they'll be down to decision day, which we know your decision will be a no. Yeah, they can go ahead and dissolve. They can bloop, dissolve. Bloop, bloop, bloop. So we're going to get into our final couple and they say, save the best for last. God's only saving nothing. Sometimes I know what you be saying, but do you not hear it? And sometimes I know what you be saying. Do you not hear it? <laughs> because baby. Oh. Like sometimes I feel like I hit notes so well and so unexpectedly. You know, that I, can, we, can we get somebody who's a true singer that watches this to let us know? Who, neither one of us have the voice of a true singer like this. But so. what I'm saying is there's also absolutely no encouragement from your end. Even if you were to hear it. <laughs> like, if, if you hear, like, when I do the, I'm not saying the whole song, but like what I just did there sounded amazing. And look at you, look at you. Clinton Gina energy. I, well, I would like to say I am my father's child. So ignorant. Yeah. And one yeah, thing I my father like told me. He says, uh I'm the singer. <laughs> and he needs to stop lying as well. No, you're not. Because you're a little, little high there. You don't even know. Like he acts like he's so musical. And you're not. So <laughs> and then you sing one song to him from 2022. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I'm a musician. Can't I, can't, I can't. I can't. I encourage you in areas where I know where your strengths are. But what I'm not about to do is sit here and encourage you where I know you is not your strength. As an older sister, it's my responsibility to help you so that you don't go into the world thinking that you're something that you're not. I don't want you to do that. Hey, I'm already. Hold up. Hold up. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that you're not. I said I encourage you where? In your strengths. So what but I in those you, little pockets of when things you, you, you think you have a strength, it's not there. Okay, when you just heard that little bit of, and I, was I didn't hear anything. Of, you didn't hear anything. You didn't hear the the angelic. God, saving our like, You don't hear that. <laughs> okay, next. Go ahead. Here's the issue. What was it doing? Because what you're because what you're doing now is deliberate and it's hurtful. <laughs> Would never hurt you, <laughs> and not deliberately so go ahead kirsten and, kirsten, kirsten and, and, and she mm-hmm. we talked about earlier um first it opens up she's a real estate agent he goes to see a house that she's listing beautiful house beautiful house mm-hmm. um 2.7 million so 2.9 oh 2.9 2.9 but i mean y'all it was beautiful All of a sudden, do i need to move to nashville natural got some nice houses they do it, i mean it had a lot of mm-hmm. land around it and everything because mm-hmm. you know here in jersey we don't got that beef. and they want 1.9 no nobody giving you that for that little bit of space and i see my neighbor and i sneeze and they say god bless you i'm not paying you for that so I'm- you know what i'm saying <laughs> but you i'm know, more like city area you ain't even getting which you can get in Jersey, yeah, nah, you ain't even getting that either, right? So, but at least in you know in Virginia, if you went to the outskirts, you could find nice land. And Mm-mm. I'm oh. by DC; it's city. Yeah, you're by be. DC, but I'm saying I said if you went into more into Virginia, into the you outskirts. would have to go south, like you're going southwest. Okay. Either way, um, it was a nice home. <laughs> we're just we're gonna stop we're gonna stop here uh it was a nice home and um, uh, <laughs> yeah you know they were walking through and they were talking about kids and I could see this and I could see they're talking about a future and which is mm-hmm. something you discuss with your your spouse whatever mm-hmm. um and then she proceeds to tell him you need to buy me a house <laughs> like I'm standing in the house that you need to buy and Chuck's like I need to buy you a house. Yeah, I need you to buy, you need to buy the house. You need to buy the house. He's like, so it's not we, I'll be on the deed. So it's all on me to buy this house. Um, As someone in mortgages, that's what she's saying. The loan, the 1003 is in Shaquille's name. Correct, correct, right, right, right. And I understand, I understand. I understand exactly what she said. And I was just like, hmm. so I just, I disagree with that with that expectation in this, right? Mm. You know where he is in in life and what he actually does. And I hope by now you would have discussed finances. To bring him to a $2.9 million house to tell this man that you need to have a house when this is over, and this is kind of what I'm looking at, and you need to buy it on your own is unfair. Well, because Shaq said... Well, we could eventually get to buying a house, and you know, yeah. hes he like, i am not as soon as this is over, we're not going to be able to, you know, jump up and do that. And she was like, "Well, no, but like maybe like when your lease is up." He was like, "That's only like two three <laughs> more months." Three months. She was like, "Right," and right. like being serious with it. And it's like, she, okay?" So say that again. She was being serious. She was being serious with that because by the end, go ahead. She, she was being serious with that. And as they, you know, proceed, so he he was all looking like discombobulated. Like I know you like you. <laughs> I'm about to buy you a house. <laughs> and his thing was, it's not. I'm not. Who's to say we are not going to have kids right away? Like we, you know, he's mm-hmm. in the building phase still. So he has to save the money. Or uh, if he has, if he doesn't have, if he doesn't, hasn't saved all the money, he has to save some money. You know, for the house. You know, Fair. us being in the process together, us figuring out what is going to be. Feasible for us. You know, these are conversations we have, not demands that we give. I said something there. Um, and so she was giving out demands. See how I encouraged you when you had something. But see, (laughs) I'll do the same for you. I will do the same for you. But she she giving out demands and, only and and unrealistic demands. So we see that they go out with um because there you go um so let <laughs> <then> me <we> see because <laughs> you determined one thing I can say about you is I give you that you determined. Go ahead with your thought because you're not going <laughs> to. God's only saving. That's all I can hear. <laughs> oh, that's for so life. anyway, I for the encouragement,
1: or right usual.
0: determination your encouragement that's your <coughs> word for today determination one thing i can um, say about you you <laughs> <laughs> um but they go out and they meet up with uh jasmine and eris which she talked about earlier and how he talked to um jasmine and kirsten was talking to um no jasmine said to shaquille he mentioned that she has these expectations because she gets them from her father she's Essentially, looking at her father and wants me to be her like her father. I know nothing about the man. I've never met the man, and so I feel like they're unreal ex- expectations at this point in time. And then she's like, you know. Does it bother you that you haven't met him? And he's like, no, but I just mean. And she said, no. Does it bother you? I said, right, right. Because what we're getting, he was like, well, it do. Because we know it's bothering I'm not gonna, you. He said, I'm not gonna. He said, I'm not gonna lie. You just yeah. did, but okay, I'm not gonna, right. You know, it's another another person, like it. Yeah. but <laughs> it bothered you. It's bothering you because she has these expectations of what she knows her father to be and how he provided for her family and took care of her mother, even though they wind up not being together. He still was, he still is a big factor in her life and what she is using to measure him against. And he feels defenseless like, I don't even know this man. I don't like, you know, um, so it's not fair. So they go and they have a meet with his godmother and god sister that you know because he's like i'm about family i'm a family person and i want her because i want i guess he wants her to kind of like be okay with me meeting your family like let me meet your dad let let me meet your your family so that you can see how much so what i like that he did was like let me show you how i interact with my family so you can see that i truly am a family person and i'm family oriented and he meets up they meet up with his godmother who's talks about him and how he's the organizer of the family. He puts stuff together and which I can see, you know, I can see him <laughs> gathering folks together and telling you what you're going to do and have an itinerary, which also I think is a good trait because I can see how he can organize their life and help and and create a a place for both of them to be comfortable in. But they to have grow. to get to that point. Yes. Both of them to be comfortable and to grow, but they have to get to that point. You know, we just got y'all out of the forehead kissing stage, and so you went from forehead kissing to buy me a house, which backs the question that I saw where somebody said about Kirsten is which is she just playing the hard to hard to get game? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you say? Mm-hmm"? <laughs> I don't think about it. She could be. She, coming. She, was, she like she... a little bit of that cause a little bit of that kind of felt like she was kind of maybe playing hard to get and it was like I don't know that you needed to you know and I understand yeah, like not then, like all of come... a sudden you coming around and it's like oh well I... because I understand like not wanting to um, you know you're not trying to be all like oh, I'm available to you you're not going to be all <laughs> you know it's still married at first sight you still just met so there's still like a reserve, a reservation that's there. Right. I understand that. But for her to be now like, and now as you can see, I am feeling you buy me a house, buy me a car. <laughs> when literally like just two weeks ago, you was acting like you didn't even, okay. what What is this? What is this? Right. But I, um, I, I thought. It was interesting. First of all, this is something that I wrote down in my notes. For some reason, I had no idea that Shaq was 31. Hmm. He gave me big 38 energy. Like, I thought he was later in his 30s. Hmm. I was like, he's only 31, and Kirsten's only 32. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like that, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. I did not think that he was only 31. Mm-hmm. I think that Kirsten is unfair. The funniest thing to me was when he wanted to talk about that particular situation and she was eating that salad and he told her to chew her food. Mm-hmm. Baby, I you liked- finding reminded your- me of you. <laughs> Wait, Andy. I liked him even more when he did that because her chewing and talking was irritating the mess out of me. I was like, stop all that (laughs) chewing. And then then I feel like I'm hot. Look, I'm hot. I be hungry. Like I don't have time to have this conversation. I'm eating. Wait, and then the chef was like, Dad, you must like that salad. You probably licking it off. I would say. She was like, oh yeah, I always love this salad. But I was like, okay, well, Honestly, if you're hungry, say, hey, can we take 10 before we film? Mm-hmm. Because, and I just felt like, um, she kind of called her out on her request mm-hmm. because she was like, I know plenty of people that are married where their husband is buying them houses, their, their husband is buying them cars, like, you know, and he was like, I can go buy you a Honda. And she was like, if You want to upgrade my Mercedes to a Lamborghini? And I'm like, okay, Kirsten, like, this is you, you know, coming out. But if these are your expectations, and she would not be clear, especially when she was talking about the house, and she was saying, you need to buy me a house. Because like I said, they were doing, going back to their childhood. They went back to um, Kirsten's childhood home. And she stood there talking about all that her dad did. And my dad just knew what to do. I didn't have to tell him. I shouldn't have to tell you. He just knew what to do, blah, 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 whatever. Here's the thing. Then marry your dad. <laughs> You're, <laughs> you, which you have not done. There is a precedence that a relation of a daughter has with a father that sets the tone for her to know how she should be treated. However, what you have to understand is, is that it doesn't mean it has to look identical. Exactly. And the reason why it doesn't have to look identical is because the truth of the matter is. If you told the truth about your mom and dad's relationship, there's a reason why it didn't work out. So your dad wasn't Mr. Perfect. If you told the truth about your grandparents' relationships and things like that, that ain't really what I'm looking for in this in in this stage and this life. But there are certain attributes and certain things that you take away. My grandmothers had a huge impact in my raising and there are certain things that say, listen, you need to be cooking for your husband. You need to be, there are certain things that you take away. Do I want either one of their marriages? No, thank you. I'm not. So that's my point. Get the morals, get the foundations, take what you're supposed to take, but don't put the demand on him to basically be your father, especially when, and be clear, you're talking about him buying you a house. You literally, just like you just said, you you literally just showed me that you're getting out of me kissing your forehead. You want me to give you a house? <laughs> so then if I give you a house, all of a sudden now you're going to be ready for... A family? It's not looking good, Kirsten. That's not looking good. And then when he decided to call you out on it, because Shaq... He all, got Sha- a little nasty there. I ain't going to lie. I said, oh, did not- Let me tell you why I didn't think he got nasty. Because, see... That's what people do. They give you back your own, and people call it nasty. But what he did was he gave her back her own words. Because she was like, I was just playing. He was like, well, didn't you tell me it's not always the time to play? And not the camera's rolling. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And then, then they rolled the tape. And I 100% agree with what he said. I said, baby. About- I mean, and, and I said. In that and I said. <laughs> Excuse me. The reason why he's saying that is because you were not joking, Kirsten, exactly. and you are hiding behind that because he's now calling you out on it. And you need to face it head on. If that's how you are, if that's how you feel, tell him the truth so that he can make a decision because Shaq made some good points. Number one, because she changed her tune quick. What we could do and what we could, He was like, now it's we because Earl, when we went into that house, it was very much on me. And I was, was like, all God, the cameras were rolling. He is absolutely telling you the truth. It was very much on him. And one of the things that she said in the after show when he told Jasmine, like, yeah, it does bother me that she's not bringing me around her family. She was like, it bothered me that he felt the need to talk to other people outside of our marriage about that when he had not talked to me about that. I said, okay, I don't think that again back to the comment y'all trying to alter the truth here the reality of it is is that the same way like 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 two, basically what it turns into two can play this game the same way that i shouldn't that you shouldn't have to tell me because nobody had to tell your dad i shouldn't have to tell you to bring me into your family because nobody had to tell my dad to bring my, his wife into his family Like, so that's what it like turns into. I kind of wish that she would have been honest and leaned into who she was, if that's who she is. She totally tried to change her tune and she tried to make it seem like she was gaslighting the mess out of that man. And she tried to make it seem like, oh, he getting ready to start acting crazy because he was calling you out. She was like, "Shat here you chewing that food. (laughs) I was like, oh she chewing that food like you don't twist it don't take it too far don't overthink it no you said what you said and the reality is that there are a lot of women who have that expectation and if that's your expectation that's okay set the precedence because the right person will come and meet your expectation but don't put all of that on me and that's what Shaquille was trying to say I don't want all of that on me I'm still paying for my master's I'm still doing this this this, that and the other a better discussion would have been what she was saying by the end of the episode but she did not start it that way. But that would have been a better discussion because it felt very much collective. It felt very much together. It felt very much what we're going what we're going to accomplish. But what she first portrayed was Shaq needs to be doing all of this as the man. You need to be taking care of me. You need to be doing this and you need to be doing that. When you have all of those demands, I feel like you need to be chosen according to all of those demands that you have. So you're, uh, you have to go somewhere and find somebody who owns a tech company, find somebody who, who's done like all these things. And it's not because Shaq is not working to get there. He is. But if you're not willing, if you're giving him to the end of the lease to buy you a house, to buy what you stated, to buy you a house, he's not there. And he's trying to tell you about what we could do together. Maybe we could build this and do this together. And she said, I know plenty of marriages, people in marriages where um, their, their husband bought them their car, bought them their house. And he was like, did you want to marry them? <laughs> he's like, that's good for them. And, and I'm like, girl, everything going on, it, it does not have to be your marriage. Identify who you're with identify that you want to be with this person identify that this person aligns with you where you're going what you're looking for in the future identify the the love the compatibility the future the planning the goals and then when you do then you can decide how that's going to look but trying to just take what you saw and implement that into what you have that's not always the case and it's it's what we like to call a case by case right your marriage will not be identical to anybody else's because it's for you and Shaq. Anybody's marriage, it's for you and that person. And what may not work in somebody else's marriage, that's not my business because that's not my marriage. But what works for me in my marriage, that's what works for me and my husband. If, pe- if there's a, a couple that's married and the husband pays the mortgage and the wife takes care of the electric bill and the water bill, that's what works for them. And they're fine and they're happy and they're thriving and they're moving towards goals that works for them you don't need somebody coming in talking about oh uh, he don't, you know i don't pay for nothing you paying for the electric uh, y'all don't pay for nothing that's your marriage right stop trying to stop trying to project and then she gaslighted him and i did not like that she gaslighted him at the end and trying to make it seem like that he was crazy he was overthinking and that's not what she meant and then she tried to hide behind i was joking Let me tell people that's joking something that's always talking about they joking. Stop saying you joking when it didn't come off as a joke. And if you are a dry humor person, try to figure out to make sure that it is coming across as a joke. Because it can't be everybody else got that you were serious, but you was joking. That's just how I joke. Make sure that we understand that then. Because we didn't get the joke. And honestly, I think that people say that sometimes to hide behind the truth if they feel like it's becoming confrontational. What Kirsten did. One hundred percent. I mean, honestly, if it was a joke thing, it wouldn't even took that moment of him actually bringing it up again to you. You would have already had the conversation. Exactly, and 100%. Shaq's family too. I would because Shaq can do this. He gonna plan this. He do this. Shaq always took care of it. All right, y'all. I mean, that's to be expected, got you know. It. I, don't got expect, it. I don't expect you know if I'm on a show and. I'm bringing my family on for y'all to just rag me out on national television. Like, I don't, I don't expect that. So I'm Nicole's father. I'm bringing balance. My, my father would never. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Cause the reality is that your father would be just as missing as Kirsten. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> but I'll tell you. Shout what. out to Pratt. <laughs> huh? But I'll tell you what. You said something that's very, that is important that every father daughter relationship sets the precedence. When you have a true father daughter relationship, I don't, I don't want to marry my father. God bless my mother that she married him. Shout out to him for marrying you. I don't want to marry my father. (laughs) I don't want anybody like him. I don't want anybody like him. He has definitely has attributes of a father that I definitely want. But he's an amazing man, father he's an amazing father to both of us uh, you know and no matter where we are what we're doing he's going to always find mm-hmm. his way to us to make sure that we're okay he's going to fuss us <laughs> yes. out He going to fuss at us but he's going to baby he's going to fuss us in the 60s them. <laughs> but the he... man ain't even that old Fussing. Nah. like a pure 92 year old nah. he's not old at all but you know that's our father Love him <laughs> love him dearly and Mm -hmm. like he is the best father that I could you know um ask for but you know I am my father's (laughs) daughter and so no I don't need to marry nobody like me no (laughs) um but with with that being said (laughs) It is important that if that is what you were looking for, that should have been something that should have been a conversation in the beginning, you know, of your, your expectations. And it's fine. If you want a house, you want your husband to buy a house. You just need to make sure you get with somebody who's in a position to get with right. or to be talking in that, that manner. And you can't get mad if they're not. Cause I don't want you to settle. Who it is that you think that you you want? Don't settle if that's what you want, sis. Wait for what you want. Go to God about what you want and get what you want. But don't put that expectation on someone who never agreed to that. And that was the reason. That was the LaCroix. That was the reason why he wanted to have that conversation. Because his thing was, we never talked about this in the sense of you... This was something that you expect is going to be all on me because that's how your father was. Again, your father is foundational. Fathers are important yeah. in the lives of their children. Mm-hmm. It's foundational, but you can't go and be like, "Well, you're not my daddy," and then I'm like, "Well, then you marry your dad." <laughs> no, stop saying that. <laughs> well, I'm saying like that's. How I know you what have you're saying. That you have to understand that that mm-hmm. that that's how that sounds. But your foundation, right? So, like, my dad is. Go and work. He's a hard worker. (laughs) He's a hard worker. He even got older, y'all. (laughs) He even got older. For the life, for my duration of my life, though, my dad worked two jobs to hold it down and take care of his family. So while I'm not looking to marry my dad, I do have a precedent that, you know, I would like for my man, I don't want no man on the couch. So I can state that. You understand what I'm saying? Without being like, you gotta be my dad and you gotta be working. No, but like, you know, based off of me being in a house with a hard-working man growing up, yes. I'm gonna go ahead and set that set that expectation up front. you not, I don't do the whole, you know, sitting on the couch thing. I don't, I'm not really interested in, you know, house husbands and all of that and stay-at-home dads. A lot of people, it works for a ton of people. It's not my cup of tea. That's just got too much sugar in it. Just give me two Splenda. That's not for me. That's all yeah so what I'm saying is like those are the things that you're going to get to determine what you're looking for but her expectation on him was a lot felt like a lot I think it felt like a lot to him and I think that you know to me Shaq really did a good job of confronting it but he did an even better job when she tried to weasel her way out of it and he was like didn't you say that we don't need to be joking like that and he said, "Well, he's like, yeah, you might not want to talk about, it, but i want to talk about it. <laughs> we're going to talk about it right now. We're not going to wait. We're not going. I'm not doing this tonight. No, we are doing this tonight. We are doing this." Tonight. That was that was the petty coming out of the chat. He was like, "Oh, what? You don't want to talk about it?" She was like, "No, I don't." He was like, "Okay, I want to talk about it." You <laughs> sure I was like, oh. I, said, I said, boy, Shaq can be petty, <laughs> but I don't blame him. So, um, I, 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 I don't, I don't think, I don't think they're going to make not it." Not stuttering, huh? i don't think they're gonna make it um so it's different. oh no you don't think they're gonna make it oh you have been saying that no i've been out and this is you have. What i've been saying it, she wants something from him that he's just i, I don't know I, I don't i see him just mm, not me stuttering it, but yeah still you're <laughs> saying that she wants something from him that is not really what he's trying to that's not really what he's looking for like working in his marriage, marriage right like you know it's one thing to like I said before for us to be growing together it's another thing when you're looking for somebody to be in a certain position and place to be able to provide and do all of those things for you like that's he's not that person from what we can tell and how he reacted um but you know <laughs> i was saying so yeah I don't think that they're I don't think they're going to be together like you know you got to find somebody that's on I feel, I feel like we are starting to see the real her and the real her is, is I'm out here making my own money. I'm doing my own thing. And, um, I want somebody to take care of me. She also mentioned something about a push gift. And I said, I don't think Shaq's ready for all that. She was like, and that's, you know, when she was talking about, you know, the couples and. Well, because he said like, we don't, you know, the, the kids could be coming three, four years down the road. Right. And it may, like, you know, when he, when I saw that they were 31 and 32, I was like, yeah, they definitely have time. Right. No need to rush those things herself. Nope. But she seems like she would want to have a child like in <laughs> after a year and, yeah. and chilling and relaxing and being taken care of. She, you know. I- he was all like, oh yeah, I could see, I could hear the kids running running through the house and little did he know she was like yeah like tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> shut up <laughs> I was like mm-hmm. careful what you wish for cause you just might get so I think yeah so if she if she gets out of her way if she got out of her way maybe they could. do you think they're gonna make it no do you think there's any hope for them to make it no do you think Karen and Miles are still together from a few seasons back? No. Do you think Miles is okay? No. Because like even Woody don't post about him, and they were like good friends. He's around. Who Miles? Yeah, like they went to something that happens like something in New Orleans, and he was in the mix of them, but he wasn't. Miles was. Mm-hmm. He was there in the in that video that Woody posted because I didn't see him. I don't know if it was Woody or Amani. I- okay, okay. But so while he was, you know, like he just he wasn't in the video per se, but you could see like, oh, there go. Like he was whatever. like, oh, okay, yeah, part of the thing. And I think once he put out about something about people like, being what? in their business or not needing to know what they're doing, we already know y'all not together. You don't post, you don't say nothing about each other. Neither one of y'all. Wait, when names. did he say that? maybe a few months back. Maybe oh. I feel like in the beginning of the year, he might've said something like to that nature of that nature, put in a post up or something like that. I don't follow him or her anymore. So I'm not sure. Why don't you follow them anymore? Cause it was giving y'all not together and y'all trying to play. So I just helped him out. <laughs> Am I wrong? Okay. I have I- perception on, um, I- 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 and I- Shaquille already gave it. Did you say it was going to be together? You think they're going to be together? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't remember you saying that Yeah, I think that they're going to be together. I've always thought that they were going to be together because I've always had a glimpse of them. And these type of conversations and things that they're going through are just bumps in the road. But I think that they're going to be together. I think that they can make it. I don't. The only thing, the only issue I have is I don't know if they're going to make it long term it is extremely interesting that the therapist asked next week, does she find him masculine? Is that what she said? Yes. First of all, where did that question come from? Second, third, fourth, fifth of all, great question. I don't think it's a great question. I want to know where did that come from, to be honest with you. I want to know where it came from, but it is a great question because the reason being is because sometimes... She, She might be trying to point him, yeah, God. Because sometimes there is a level of like respect or a level mm-hmm. of boundary that a woman crosses is if she feels like he's not I don't know, not all women, but it's just like some some like that. If where you don't where you don't feel like either he don't he don't know what he's talking about, he don't know this, he don't know that, because you're you know, you're kind of looking at him that way. And sometimes that can come out in a different way if you if you, don't res- if you don't have that particular respect for your husband. Yeah. I think that's why she, I think that's why she asked him that. But I think that that's very interesting. And I think it's a good question because it would explain a lot too. Right. Because Kirsten's very hot and cold. Yeah. Yeah, she is. With well, Shaquille. So is- I was like, yeah, what is she getting that question I, yeah, I, After sorry. this episode, I decided that I like Shaquille. He's funny. <laughs> and when he was getting with her, I was cranking up. It was like, stop chewing. I'm like, well, we got to have this conversation after I'm finished eating. Because one thing I'm going to do is <laughs> Yeah, know? turn the cameras off and eat. I get it. You are you are clearly a starving child in America. Just Oh my God. You have to exaggerate. Y'all act like y'all ain't never ate before and enjoyed your food. <laughs> Just turn the cameras off and enjoy. It. Or like I tell you, okay, I'm going to go so you can enjoy your food. <laughs> I do I want you to enjoy your food. And I want to enjoy it. So I let you go. So <laughs> We'll talk okay. later. I'm like Kirsten, I can't be hindered right now. Not what in the middle of me that, trying to eat. That You're trying to hinder me. I didn't mean it. I didn't say it. That's what Because like. at this point, the thing that was important to her right then and there was that food. I'm trying to eat. I didn't mean it. I didn't say it. Shaquille and Kirsten will make it. The only thing that I am concerned about is I don't know if it would be something long-term. I would have to see a little bit of kind of like some adjustments or and maybe it just comes with more of getting to know each other and adapting to each other, but I, I, the for me, the hope is still there for them. I'm rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Where is that from? Who said that? Black card provoked. Ira Banks when she yelled at Tiffany. Girl, I quote movies and TV shows. <laughs> that's, that's it. We were all. Was her name, Tiffini? Tiffini? I don't even know where her name is. I don't even remember that show. Was it was so way. dramatic. That so. it stands out.
1: It's so.
0: That- uh, I'm interested in next week. There's just some things that, you know, that they discuss. I've also decided that Married at First Sight, again, with their editing and their, you know, their watch bait. I won't call it clickbait. I'll say their watch bait, where they try to keep baiting you in the watch. I know that they have advertised that they are going to be following the couples beyond decision day. And I think that Clint and Gina are going to say, no, I think that they're just going to remain friends. And I think that's why we see him kissing McKinley. Right. I think that that is something that's going to be after the fact, following them after the fact, just like after the fact McKinley was talking about, he was in the DMS. Yeah. So they make it seem like it's coming up within the season. And I'm like, now the more the more that I'm seeing it, I'm like, because they keep going week after week, and I'm like, what's well, so yeah, like, in there. So, and then they talking about only three weeks left. So I'm like, so when is? When is Dr. I'm like, you know what? I bet you that's like, be after decision day. What you know? Where are they now? Yeah they going to all be hanging out and you know clint going to be flirting with everybody because like you said clint has not doesn't seem to have had a hard time gaining friends <laughs> he don't <laughs> he seems like he's alive for the party he's cool he seems cool to he's me very cool he's you know and again to be a been surrounded by a bunch of women all the time like anybody I mm-hmm. know dude that somebody you know he, you got a man now somebody none of your friends got men who um Gina and clint. gina's yeah like no they said outside, they said they didn't outside of the cup outside of hanging with the couples a part of the show like what other couples oh 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 oh. i see. Can, can you, can you, you bring into the process uh saying like you know these are our, my friends so-and-so and her husband like none of that even uh, goes on it's always her and a bunch of and then these salon people her, her employees yeah. which are her friends yeah. so oh always. Mm-hmm. Oh, always they can slip out with the struggle, yawn. Oh. It's because I was like, no, 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 no. Well, that wraps up mm. this episode. You uh, never try to hold a yawn in and it comes out through your eyes because now my eyes is tearing up. <laughs> you never held a yawning. <laughs> That's what happens. You then you gotta you gotta reverse breathe. <laughs> Shut up. So anyway, that wraps up our review. That wraps it up. Married at First Sight. Listen, need you guys to go ahead. Didn't say this in the beginning, but if you're watching this video all the way to the end, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Um or give us a thumbs up if you already subscribe to the channel. Just keep you know liking the video so we can kind of get our views up um and get out there even more. Um follow us uh individually on Instagram. I yes. Nikki D81 and you will see the handle I'll add in here and Jackie Living Learning Lifestyle on Instagram and TikTok. And did and so- YouTube. And on YouTube, she's on YouTube as well. So, in addition to this channel, she has her own channel, Living Learning Lifestyle, where she provides fashion tips. Um, with that being said, we want to thank you guys for tuning in yet again to hear Thank us you. Next. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. Subscribe. Bye. <laughs>